Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of What the Hops. We went out to West Shore Brewing Company and met up with Josh Ziamba, the owner and brewer, to talk about their upcoming first anniversary party on July 7th. He gave us a little details on what beers that they're going to be having, the bands that they're going to be playing, and everything else that will be going on that day, as well as a little insight on how he felt about the year in review, I guess, of his first year in the owning of a brewery. I'd also like to mention we are now officially members of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a group of beer-centered podcasts like this one. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. What's up, everyone? My name is Matt. And my name is Kate. And we are your hosts of the Craft House Cinema Podcast. Craft House Cinema celebrates all of the history, people, places, fuck-ups, and triumphs that go into the production of two of the world's greatest art forms, beer and movies. We also love hearing from you. Follow us on Instagram at Craft House Cinema to join the discussion. So crack open a cold one, watch some good movies, and hang out with us. On the Craft House Cinema Podcast. I'm Brian, joined here with Adam, and we are at West Shore Brewing Company with owner, brewer, and uh, jack-of-all-trades, Josh Yamba. How's it going, guys? Hey, Josh. How's it going? Living the dream. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us here. We decided to come out here today because on July 7th, Josh is having his first anniversary party. And we figured to come out and talk a little about it and kind of see how this first year has been. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I can't believe, like, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, oh, how long have you been over? I'm like, oh, it's been like eight, nine months. And then my wife's like, you know our anniversary party's in like two weeks, right? I'm like, huh. <laughs> I guess it's been a year. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it seems like in business like this that the time kind of just blends in and you don't really notice exactly what it is unless you're uh, brewing random seasonals. And even now, nowadays, seasonals just blend in like without actually following seasons anymore, too. So, yeah, because like I think I'm like, oh, what was I was like, I do a seasonal all the time. And I'm like, have I done one since the Irish Red in March? I don't know if I've done a true like seasonal because I just keep bringing out different stuff. Like now that it's just summer, I'm just doing summery things. Yeah. Like we had the the wind come out like five weeks ago. The next one out is the saison, um, which we debuted at the uh, Brewers Fest this weekend. I gave that one of my votes between you guys and Eli Fish out in Batavia. I think, the, in my opinion, those are the two best at the Brewers Festival. Thank you. So. Thank you. Um, yeah, it came out pretty well, and I must admit that was the first time I've ever brewed a saison. <laughs> wow. It's really? a style that cool. I'm not, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of, mm-hmm. so I have a really hard time brewing it because I'm like, huh, tastes like a Saison. Because, <laughs> you know, you're like, ah, I'm probably not going to drink this, so whatever. Let's yeah. see how it goes. Um, see if the, we'll see if the folks like it. Although the winning one from 42 North was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. That watermelon-aged farmhouse one was fantastic. <laughs> so you had a couple of those? <laughs> yeah, that uh, the Brewers Festival that was just this past weekend over at Canal Side. It was actually it was 
pretty packed. I was surprised at the amount of people that showed up, especially with the scare of the weather and everything else, but turned turned out to be a great turnout and a beautiful day, and there's a lot of beer that people were drinking. Well, yeah, they were like, oh, oh yeah, it's going to rain, 100% chance to rain all day, and I think it was like 92 degrees and insanely muggy. Yeah. God, I was under the cool side of the tent. But, um, I can imagine. I went through, because I had four total beers there, six Sixtals. Really? Six out of Holy seven crap. Sixtals I went through. Damn. Because you so, had uh, you had the dark cherry sour, the that saison. The, that went the first. That one first. Yeah, the green oh. flyer and the green uh, the dark cherry we kicked both of. The green flyer we got just down to the end of the last one and it was all right. Um, the saison we went through one, and I just think that was because everybody had a saison. They could log off six saisons at this point. <laughs> sure, but like people came back for that cherry like five six times. Yeah, Brian yeah, was that was how good it was. Um, that was killer, man. And then I had the turncoat over at the farm pint tent. I, I, I kept forgetting about that tent there because it was like just kind of it was off in the into middle, the middle. And like, you, like you, you went from the one brewer's tent, then you had to like walk across the thing to the other brewer's tent that was in the middle. You need a big giant sign. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people knew they had beer. In there. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, and and, and that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I didn't realize there was beer in there until like halfway through, and I was like, "Oh, that's where all that shit is." All right. Yeah, Brian and I were talking on the way over, and like I looked at their website, and they had the whole site map up, and like, it all was like this extravagant layout. Like everything was like spaced out perfectly, and then all of a sudden, forty hours before the event, like there's all this threat of rain, and they got to probably scramble, put well, up all these tents, and then yeah. you don't know where. Well, what originally, where. it was supposed to be the big main tent where I was. And then it was going to be like a horseshoe of pop-up tents. Like, the breweries were going to use their own individual tents. Yeah. It's like, we all have them. It's not a big deal to bring. Sure. Yeah. And then with the threat of rain, they went out and got, like, that big, big party, party tent. tent mm-hmm. So people could stand under it. And then it didn't rain at all. And it was yeah. Like, like the ones you see. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of it kind of just shoved everybody underneath the tent. So it was yeah. kind of a little bit of a cluster. And then, you know. But overall, it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good event. I enjoyed it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about your event. Um, so what do you got going on here? Brewing anything special? Got anything actually, crazy in mind? Okay, so um, actually at Westfest, we're debuting four different beers. All right. That so we've never we done before. Um, the first one, we're doing a milkshake IPA. Uh, okay. Get on the milkshake train. Yeah, everybody's doing it. Um, <laughs> I was leaning towards doing something different with like in some form of a New England. And I was going to go big, but it's been so hot lately. You know, if everybody's going to be here and it's all outside, sometimes those 9, 10% ones, which was what I was originally leaning towards. Sure. Not really a great idea on a hot day. So we're going with a 6% like milkshake IPA, a little orange, a little pineapple in there. Um, and these are all like first time runs. Okay. beers on these four for us. So they're a little bit experimental, a little bit special edition. Bunch of, um, bunch of test batches pretty much kind of thing, right? A little bit. A yeah. little bit. So the next one is a, uh, a collab we did with um, G. McCarthy's and OFW. We're doing a cucumber mint goza. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so nice. it's going to be... It's just about finished right now. I have to check. It'll be in that 4 4.5% range. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be tart. We got that pH down to like three. Wow. So, I mean, it's going to be... I'm a little excited about this one. I usually don't get like super excited about them anymore when they come out of the kettle. This beer was delicious right out of the kettle. Wow. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like That's when, great. once the yeast, you know, does its thing on it. 
and then we're going to soak some fresh cucumber and some more mint leaves in there. Then depending on, we might do a keg addition too, but I'm not sure. Perfect timing for that though. For the oh yeah. 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 Well, our, our sours have been going over, so I, I've been going through, I always sell IPA the best, but lately I've been going through sours, especially the fruited ones, like just under what we're selling the IPAs at. It's like, that's the majority of what we're... Our group of friends, like, I mean, right now, sours is all we're really drinking, especially during the summer. Like, it's yeah. just, it's just something, it's like... Any, any, any kettle, any yeah. kettle, you know, just sour. Per- personally, I always have a six-pack of... Um, Six point citrus jammer sitting in my fridge just because I mean, it's that perfect little citrus goza that they just kind of popped out and you know it's it's a perfect hey it's super hot out just finished work and i just need to crush something real quick and boom you just yeah and it's it's one thing it's so funny before i opened a brewery i loved winter beer like fall through like early spring that was my favorite beer time and i wasn't really a big summer beer fan and now that i brew now it's like the exact opposite because i totally get down on all these like 3.5 3.8 4.2 percent beers you can have you can have three or four of them exactly it's It's also a function i don't know i'm not really i don't know about anybody you guys or anybody who's listening but i don't really go to breweries or craft places anymore to get drunk right you know what i mean i go because i really love the taste of these things and people who really enjoy craft beer that's exactly what it is too like it's not about getting drunk anymore i mean if you're really into stuff like this then you're out there trying to taste you're out there comparing you're out there doing your thing and just enjoying the experience of it all because if you're getting drunk how can you really enjoy any of it yeah if you have some brewer that's you know talented at their craft you want to try their their stuff and you want to hang out you want to you know try different ends of the spectrum when it comes to the beer you know what they have on tap and you want to be able to enjoy and have a good time so why not yeah Yeah, exactly exactly um now don't get me wrong like there's those places for those high octane beers like we just had a double ip and it went over fantastic yeah so we'll be bringing that one back out a little later in the summer um along with the i want to do a triple Nice. And then we're going to Greg will love that. And then he'll be first in line. Then I want to start getting into like a Belgian triple or a quad or, you know, some imperial stouts as we get out there. So um, start start (laughs) finding some barrels and start aging everything. Yeah, I've actually talked to a couple distilleries. So we're doing going to do, I am going to be getting a couple barrels soon. So probably in August, we're going to brew something. And then so the first batch will probably age. We're going to start small, age like a couple months in a barrel. See how that goes. And then another one, we're actually going to try to do something in the age of like six, seven months. Nice. And just kind of see what happens. Yeah, let what it mellow out. Get it in the barrel and then put it away and forget about it. Oh, for yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I put it away, it means it'll just be somewhere in our tap room where you can see it. <laughs> there's a lot of space here. Um, but that's how everybody is, though. Yeah. Um, so what else do you got brewing for us? So, uh, oh, so the next one is, I know it sounds weird, but then you look at the date. It's the Christmas ale. And then it's July. So it's oh, yeah, first yeah. of July. Yeah. We, had, we did a short run of it in December, and it went over like so well. And we blew through the entire batch in like two weeks. And we still have people like, are you going to bring that back? Because I didn't get a chance to try it. So we're going to bring it back like for this for this event. Cool. That's awesome. Um, and we make all that. Like that one's almost an entirely farm to pint beer. And it's made with a heap full of local honey. That's a mile and a half down the road I get it. Nice. So, um... Yeah, especially being out here, you probably have access to tons of local ingredients. I can get a lot of local like fruits, honey, 
all, all sorts of stuff like that. Because there's a, there's a hop farm out here too, right? That just started... Oh, there's a couple of them. I, I know there's one starting like really close to here, but I don't think they're like to the point where they've had a yield yet. Gotcha. Um, the closest one I get so far, I think, is Vertical Vines, which is right off Transit. Okay. okay. They give me some stuff that's fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I've locked in on some hop farmers right now, and I've gotten some like fantastic stuff from. There's one I get out of Fredonia, Lupulin Fields. There's Vertical Vines. I've gotten stuff from Hunter Valley, which is really good. Easy Acres. I just got a whole uh, batch from and the first beer I made of it was great um, and the other one uh, Crooked Creek which is outside of Fredonia I don't know if you guys had a chance to try that one we did an IPA called the Rust Belt IPA that was almost 100% New York grown and we got some New York grown Michigan copper from them and it was interesting because it was the first beer I ever made with it so it had like great like New England kind of fruit flavors like papaya mango-y kind of citrus even almost like Hawaiian punch like notes to it but not a crazy aroma to it so it was it was interesting for an IPA versus how much I used so the next beer we have for that event is a um, probably the opposite of all those Imperials we're talking about (laughs) it's going to be a London Session Brownie nice um, also, it's, it's got a hint of that local honey in it as well. I have it, so I figured what the hell. Yeah. This is going to be like a dark for the summer because one thing that we do here is I always tend to have like certain styles on. Like I always try to have like my flagship IPA, my flagship in a pale ale category, which is my turncoat ale. One wheat beer, whether it's our West Shore wheat, our Hefeweizen, uh, Peaceful Valley Belgian wit. Uh, we have a Shandy coming next. So there's something always in that category. And we always try to have one dark. Like we started with the oatmeal stout, then we went to the coffee stout, then we went to the English porter, and now this will be the um, the London session brown ale. Again, great for an idea. It's this one, this beer will come out around 3.8, 4%. And we're the amount of caramel and flake stuff that's in there. We're trying to get that real big, bold flavor in there, but super low ABV. So, you, you know, you're not sweating it out of your face when you're sitting out there. Oh, yeah, and especially in this time of year. I mean, that's exactly what you want. You want something that you can just drink and drink and drink and not have to, like, feel it, you know? Well, with the I weather like, being 95 this weekend, I think, you know, something that's crushable. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be keeling over at the two of them. Yeah, there was a couple other beers I wanted to have out for this, uh, but they're not going to be ready for like a week or two after. I don't know what you'd call it. I guess the easiest way to call it would be like a New England wheat. They're almost like in this weird like wheat session IPA category where they're almost like the, the malt bills, almost 50% wheat, but then we late edition hop it and whirlpool it and dry hop it kind of like a New England IPA. So again, it comes out at something like a 384%, you know, super crushable. It's similar to like the FC from uh, Vintage. Mm-hmm. Okay. With short sleeves from OFW. Okay. Uh, that's actually that's actually a really good beer. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. I had that when it came out. It's just fantastic. But again, going for something that's like that because they're easy to drink, but it gives you those big bold flavors without Drinking a lot of summertime is hard. <laughs> you got to be a pro at it. You, know? you got to run the marathon. Not, well, not the thing is, too, especially when you're, when you're when you're br- when you're when you're brewing and everything's just hot as balls in this place, too. You want to be able to drink something that's actually going to be refreshing a little bit, too. Oh my god! I know when we did our first oatmeal stop last year because I turned the AC off in the brewery when I when I brew because it's just competing with each other. I'm just you know running that, which is making it really hot in the space, and I'm running the AC. It was like 92 out when I was making a freaking oatmeal stout. And I had the AC off. It was like 95 degrees in here. I was dying. 
did not feel like oh, this town when I was making this. You sweated out like five, ten pounds. <laughs> it's like a sauna in here. But yeah, we uh, we went and took a took a look at the beer garden that you just put out there. That's a really nice space out there too. A lot of room. Yeah. So Surpri- surprisingly, out. you wouldn't even realize it when you when you pull up here. You you wouldn't even notice that that there's that much space back there. We debated. Um, I talked with the owners of the place as well. We debated on putting the patio out in the front or out in the back and there's pros and cons to each when it's out in the front people driving by can see it they can see people drinking outside it looks really great it's inviting however you're sitting just in the middle of blacktop in the summer it's going to be 110 degrees out there or we can put it in the back there's trees it's wooded it's just a lot nicer and there's more room so we opted to go with a crushed stone patio back there and um well, so you got that nice little rock wall there too. Yeah, you know, a little bit more privacy, you know, intimate, so people can kind of go up there. Yeah, right and it's it's not even fully complete yet. Like it is open, but it's not even like your your vision isn't complete. Just yeah, yet. like we still have some temporary. Like we have the temporary like borders up and stuff right now, but the, the poles will be going in tomorrow. I mean, the lights were hung up last weekend, just literally hung from the building and <laughs> the kegs. They <laughs> held up my kegs. Uh, so we got some posts going in tomorrow to fix the lights and everything still a couple tables coming the fire pits got to go in cornhole's got to go in hopefully that'll go cornhole should be there by friday there's a couple of tents that have to go up so it'll be like half covered half not just in case just in case the weather decides not to cooperate well i figured that we worked so hard to get this running and then the first day it was open it rained and then the second day it was open it was so hot nobody wanted to sit out there i'm like why did i spend all this money on it great this is awesome good start yeah Well, that's it. Even over like the winter and stuff, when uh, you were having bands and that on, on over the weekend and that, it seemed like every Friday we had like some giant oh snowstorms. And in case anybody doesn't know, um, West Shore is out in Clarence on Main Street. It's at ten nine nine five Main Street in Clarence. Basically, if you see the Antique World sign and you drive by that, you've gone too far. Right. We will hopefully be getting a proper sign up before West Fest. Hopefully, <laughs> um, still in the works. Well, we got some of the stuff removed around the area, so we finally have a space to put up the sign. We had a temporary one out there, and then when we had that windstorm, it blew it away, and then it got run over by a car. So that happened. Sure, that was fun. But yeah, sometimes, especially wintertime when it snows out here, I'm sure yeah. it's uh, gets a little rough. Yeah, we went like four band aids in a row with like whiteout where I couldn't see the parking lot from the building. I'm like, oh, this is, this is fantastic, this is wonderful. <laughs> Next day it was like fine. <laughs> You're gonna have a bunch of bands here uh, for West Fest as well. Yeah. Originally the idea was to have four. We're kind of settling on three right now. Originally I was gonna have a band as well, but I got so busy with running everything for this, I haven't had time to set all of that up. So essentially what's gonna happen is we have three bands, and then what was gonna be dubbed the West Shore All-Stars is just gonna be me and a couple other musician friends that are gonna be here that'll sit in with the various bands throughout the day. So the three that are playing like definitive sets are the Gavin Petrie band, the Springfield Incident, and the Big Sauce Trio. Kind of a little bit of everything. So like Gavin Petrie will be a little Almond Brothers, a little dead, but more of that, I don't want to say soft rock, but it's more of like that those mellow kind of like jam songs. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the Springfield Incident, which is going to be 90s 
rock alternative. Cool. Um, and I'm so happy that 90s bands are coming out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> they're making, they're making it's, a return. It's, it's funny. Well, because no, well, you got to think about it now because Lawn Fate season and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you had bands like Hit and Run back in the day. Everybody was so pumped about, hey, 80s, it's all, yeah, it's 80s, 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 80s. But guess what? Now, now it's our time, man. Right. It's yeah. 90s, it's time 90s rock, man. We talk about it all the time. I'm like, why aren't there like more 90s bands? And there's finally like they're coming, a couple man. of them. They're all over the place now. It's great. The floodgates have opened. <laughs> I'll sit and watch those all day long. I mean, if I can watch a band that plays Toad the Wet Sprocket and Pearl Jam, I'm good. Um, and then the, the third band is Big Sauce Trio. I don't know if you guys have heard of them yet or heard of them before. Um, but, I mean, they've been around for years. One of the best guitar players in Western New York, Sean Duchere. And I mean, actually, he's a guitar player in the Gavin Petrie band, too. Gotcha. So uh, he runs Cadence Music over here. So it's helping out local businesses as well. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, and helping actually, going forward, Cadence is going to be sponsoring all of our, um, every time we have a band here. Awesome. Uh, they're they're helping cool. us put on all our stuff. So all our shows will be like sponsored by Cadence Music. Cool. Sweet. Um, but he's just a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah. And they have like a really big following. Um, we had them once in the tap room here. They were loud and we were like... <sighs> Just like stomach to stomach packed in here where you couldn't even move for three and a half hours. Wow. That's awesome. Um, That's but they're going to be the headliner of the event. They're going to close us down. So you're going until about 10 o'clock at night? We'll go to 10. Uh, the noise ordinance says like 10, 1030. They told me to wrap it up. Um, we can have people out there till 11. But this is Clarence. I mean, a lot of this stuff will start petering out 9, 930. So we have um, on top of that, like because everybody always asks us if we have food. We have, we'll have four food vendors cool over this um i'm not 100 percent sure on the schedule yet but we have uh Gian- gianni mazias right here in clarence mm. we also have smoke fire and spice barbecue again right here in clarence those i i, I tentatively think those are going to be the first shift like we're going to have two and then two okay and then the second one is Babs barbecue out of akron okay and then uh, lloyd's taco so we'll have you know you yeah, know, I've had the you bands, can never really you go. Had the bands before one Saturday, you know, last year, and they were really good. Yeah, Babs is fantastic, and she's got a big Akron following. Yeah. So, with, between Big Sauce and Babs, we draw a lot from <laughs> sure. Clarence and Akron. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... but it's, it's really like four fantastic food vendors. Yeah. So, like two local ones, and then two food trucks. Like. I think that's the great thing about you know about your places. I mean, you don't have anything for food right now, but I mean, the fact that you can collab with you know food trucks or local businesses, get them to come in. And, you know, and, and give them some business. And, and when people are drinking, they want something to eat. So, you know, you scratch their back, they scratch yours, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, it's a it's a perfect relationship, I feel. True. But yet, we don't have food yet. Yes. Um, it's actually in the works right now. There, there's been multiple steps happening where it's been, okay, we got to get the patio open. That's, you know, up and running now. Not a finished product yet, but it's up and running now. And then... West Fest. Then I want to do a tanning run. <laughs> and then food. Well, you did just get the crawler machine. Um, I noticed because uh, for people to know, um, tickets are $25 for VIP presale or 30 at the door or $10 presale for general admission or 12 at the door. But the VIP does come with crawlers of some of the limited edition beers that you're going to be brewing. Yeah, so those four beers that we're coming out with, we're not going to be selling crawlers of them throughout the day. Okay. Unless you're a VIP member. Okay. So with that VIP, basically... 
all of my like ticket quote unquote ticket prices to get in mm-hmm. is just to help you know generate a little capital to help pay for the event. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. But I mean, even the twenty five or twenty five dollars for a VIP ticket is yeah. a steal. Oh you yeah. Ask me. And I mean, you're getting twenty five dollars worth of stuff yeah, for there. Yeah. With the general admission for ten dollars, you're getting ten dollars worth of stuff for that. Yeah. With the VIP, you're getting two crawlers and a limited edition, and you're getting one of the glasses. Yeah. So two crawlers and a glass for twenty five dollars. Yeah. You know. That's what you're. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. And you're going to be the only one. So like that milkshake IPA, if you want it, or that goes. You guys are going to be the only one that get that that day. Um, that's a that's a great deal for that. Um, the general admission, you're going to get your first beer with that, and you're going to get a glass. So you're still getting ten dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. You know, just for yeah. coming through the. Day. It's it's sure. not. It's not like you're 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 not breaking the bank, and you're actually getting no, everything no. worth that you're going to spend anyhow. So yeah, like. We're competing with so many different events. It seems like Buffalo, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, there's 15 things going on every weekend now. So, <laughs> there never used to be anything. There used to be like three things all summer. Now there's, you know, hundreds every weekend. So, we're constantly battling against against different things. And I was doing a, talking to one guy who's a beer blog writer, and he's like... So you think Buffalo's good for another like beer festival? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have a lot of people out here. Like we're a little bit out here. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I had people saying like, how long have you been open? I'm like a year. Oh, we haven't heard of you yet. Cool. <laughs> First year anniversary is a great time to come out. Um, but we do draw a lot. We draw a lot from Clarence, Akron, and Newstead, and Alden. So we do pull from this area pretty heavily. So it's nice to do an event. Where people don't have to drive an extra 45 minutes into the city. I think that's too with your location. Like, there's really nothing out this way. You know, all the breweries that are popping up are more centrally located downtown. And the fact that you're out here and you could attract people from Batavia, Akron, like you said, Clarence. And, you know, as you you build your brand and you, you know, you do festivals and, you know, you do the Bidwell Market on Saturdays, you know, you're getting your name out there, you're getting your product out there, and you're just going to attract more business hopefully and you know people come out here and have a good time so yeah and uh, it, it, that's exactly what like it's a it, it is a little bit of a hike to get out here like you don't think of Tonawanda being that far from clearance but I realized that like if there's traffic or you hit lights you have to make one stop it's a 40 minute ride out here it doesn't seem like it even though it's only like six seven miles but yeah well, Buffalo is like 15 minutes anyway right yeah yeah um, but it is a little bit of a way out here I mean I always think about that I don't think about it when I'm out here working but like when I have to leave here and like go downtown I'm like oh crap this is a long <laughs> ride like how do I get there the fast as I can because there's no direct way like there's no highway exit so it's like you gotta get off at transit and then you gotta get all the lights coming out here and right. well if you you know if you come out here more frequently and you kind of time the lights perfectly you know you can oh, Oh, yeah. in like 20 minutes. Now is the time to come out to Clarence and Akron and everything else because there's always so much going on out this way too, summertime especially. Oh, so. yeah. Even we have the Clarence Farmer's Market every Saturday morning between the bike bath, between the antique mall. Like, it's a nice day out here. So now that the patio is open, like, you can come out here and do things. And, you know, it's four, five, six hours. And you'll be all set and not really have to leave Clarence Hollow. They're doing a lot of work behind the scenes trying to grow it out here where this can come become another little, like, niche community with little shops and everything. So people, like, there'll be a lot more foot traffic out here. Well, it's kind of cool, like, they can rediscover Main Street, you know, like, like the main street of old is kind of there and gone. You really don't see a lot of towns. Like East Aurora is kind of the same way. 
you have a little amount of pop shops, and the fact that they can maybe try to build that out and have attract more people to come out here and you know spend more time out here because it's it's beautiful out here. Yeah, think about it. And I was reading, I read a lot of articles on this stuff. And if if you look at what are the like the most popular destinations when you think about these little neighborhoods that do so well. The Williamsvilles, the East Auroras, the Lewistons, um, Hamburg Villa, the Village of Hamburg, Orchard Park. They're all very, very different. And they they aren't those big stretches where everything looks the same and it doesn't matter. You could be in any city and you see the chain strips there. These little niche, you know, strips and neighborhoods, that's gonna be the next like 10 to 15 years of this is where people want to spend their money, you know. And I, I don't mean that like we're just going after money. What I mean is like they're they're each like going to East Aurora or Williamsville or Lewiston. They're individual experiences where you're not just going to spend money. It's like your whole day is like that's the event is just going there. Sure, kind of a thing. Well, and if you live in those towns too, like it's kind of that old world feel. Like everybody knows everybody. Like that Cheers mentality mm-hmm. where everybody knows your name. If you can kind of build that back up again. And, are able to interact with your neighbors and your town and and you know you get more out of it you get more more love for your city and as you build it up and people come to it you know that kind of makes you feel a lot better you're like oh hey you know this is great i love this you know this is this is what it's all about so it's you know hopefully hopefully that kind of works out this way kind of grows the grows the main street strip for you guys. Yeah, and another thing I was thinking about this event, and I, you know, I get so busy that sometimes I miss certain aspects of it. We we kind of touched a little bit on, like what I said, I use the local honey that's not even like a mile from where my place is. I am a New York State farm brewer, so I use a lot of local hops, a lot of local malt. And then I was thinking, like, we're also going to have Lily Bell Meads here doing tastings that day. Black Buck Distillery is going to have. They're going to be here doing tastings. So they'll, they'll be behind the bar doing stuff. Farm distiller, farm eatery. Uh, we have Blackman Cider uh, that we'll have on hand that day. Another New York State farm cider. I'm just thinking about how many farms will be represented here on that day. Really from like Corning, Rochester, all the way through Buffalo and Western New York. There's so many farms. I have multiple, three different malt houses that'll be going, like that'll be in beer that day between Syracuse, Batavia, and Lockport. Wow. I'll have hops from three different, or four different farms. So like the number of farms that will be represented here, and then even those malt houses, like they source from all these different farms. So there's tons of stuff going on that's all grown super local that'll all be like kind of showcased here for that day. That's, that's great. Yeah, and especially, especially for an event like this. How would, looking back at your first year, how would you uh, feel it went? What's the overall grade you give yourself? <laughs> well, are you are you well are you are you are you happy with everything and like well I guess just how how does it feel to know that you've made it a year? Honestly, I don't even have time to think about it. Like when we open, people are like, "Oh man, it must have been amazing to open." And I'm like, "I'll let you know when stuff settles down because it's like we built the whole place by hand and then we opened. It was like great. We worked really hard for two years to do a lot of work now." <laughs> 
But you also had like some issues with your location too, right? Early on, you had oh, yeah. one one spot look picked out, and you know you were you were prepping that up, and all of a sudden something happened yeah. and things fell through, and and you were able to land the location that you're in now. And I feel like this is a better location. Oh, everything everything actually happens for a reason, and this happened for a reason. Now I know we're a little bit out, like I said, a little bit on the outskirts of Clarence, but this is actually a fantastic building. The guts of this place function very well for a brewery. The spot for the beer garden, the parking, everything else works really well here. I mean, Antique World for the for fall time with Pumpkinville? Oh, yeah. So we have a lot of traffic like later in the summer, Labor Day, September. Even we were slammed busy all the way through the end of December. We were just very, very busy. Thinking back on like one year, though, when this job is fun, it is like the best job in the world. And when this job sucks, oh my God, does it suck. <laughs> Spoken like a true oh my God. business owner. Well, yeah, as a business owner, you can literally work any 23 hours a day you want. Yeah. When I first started, I always felt like I was like two months behind and everybody's like, it's always going to be like that. I'm like, no, 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 I'll always be busy, but I'll catch up. Now I feel like I'm five months behind. <laughs> I mean, there's things I wanted to do. Like, I'm like, we open it. I'm like, oh, I'll fix that in a week. Still haven't got to them. <laughs> so something else breaks or something else happens that I have to fix. Like put band-aids on everything, you know. And basically. Stop gaps. But it's, it's, it has been amazing. If people are like, oh, you know, did you think you'd last a year? I don't know if I even have time to think about it that way. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm always focused on the next beer or the next outing or the next event or the next thing we have to improve, mm -hmm. like, going forward. But um, the response we've gotten from the community and everybody has been fantastic. People like my stuff and apparently like what you hear way more than I ever thought they would. <laughs> so, I mean... We have no incidents with people here at the bar. There's never anybody who comes in and is just like openly complaining. That's probably my location, but I mean, it has been really a fantastic experience for this first 12 months that we've been open. I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> But it's been fantastic. Well, I think, you know, I'm a little biased with the family ties and everything, but um, I've come out and helped out, you know, behind the bar, Saturday here and a Saturday there, and you, you kind of see the same faces. You have a bunch of regulars that come in, you know, and they always rave about your stuff. And I think Buffalo is that, that scene where, you know, word of mouth travels fast. And, you know, I, I think you've, you've built a brand for yourself, you know, to this point, you know, being a year in, but I think the future is definitely bright for you. you know we are family we're a little biased but I, I think your stuff is really great thank you um, thank you you know I, i'd be honest with you you know and, and um, yeah and i mean for me uh watch coming get out here like from right when you first open and then kind of popping in a couple months later and then even popping in now um just watching the progression of everything has been great man just tasting the beers too like you can tell it's like you've fine-tuned certain aspects of the brewing process throughout it and like you've constantly like probably learned because i mean it's got to be something that like just going from wherever you started brewing to like now it's just you, you figured it out you kind of got your stuff and you've been brewing some pretty good stuff man I mean, yeah go ahead oh i was gonna say that the system takes a even even still after running this for a year it still does like some quirky things you're like huh why did that happen mm -hmm. like i've had some beers where all of a sudden I'm like oh man like i just got crazy amounts of sugar out of, like super high where i have to like i'll get like three and a half barrels out of something 
or a random one where I'm like, why did my efficiency drop 15 points? Like, I'm not really sure what happened. But for the most part, we brew the same thing over and over again on certain beers, and we never brew the same thing again, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does, um, it does. So, like, our Citra IPA will be back out this weekend. That's on, like, its sixth iteration. And we're constantly, actually, like, ninth. <laughs> See what I mean about it? I can't remember. It's like our ninth iteration of doing this now. Like, we usually brew that, like, once a month. We've improved something on it a little more every time. The malt bills change ever so slightly. Like, oh, I want a little more of this, a little less of this. I want the mouthfeel to be a little, you know, a little fuller, a little thinner. I want this to be a little more wet, a little more dry. Sure. I tweak these recipes all the time. We got the third version of Green Flyer out right now, which... Part of that is because some of the hops being super small, I can't always get those super in vogue hops all the time, so I have to tweak those recipes kind of batch by batch. Sure. Yeah, I, you know, I, I had your green flyer maybe you know a couple days after it came out that first time, and I mean, that was kind of the first time I had some of the New Englands for myself, and I thought it was phenomenal in comparison to some of the New Englands that I've had recent. Like, it still is up there on my list. Thank you, um, thank you. You know, it was really, really good. And, you know, I made sure I told the guys about it and had them come out and try it. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't disappoint. Yeah, this this latest batch has uh, Lemon Drop, Simcoe, Citra, and Local Centennial in it. Nice. So a little bit of a different flavor combination. It's got some a little bit of lingering bitterness to it. Not overall crazy. I mean, this is a 49 IBU beer, two-stage heavily dry hops, so it's still fairly green in there as it, like, it was just kegged a week and a half ago. And that's sort of the thing I run into a lot. Like, I would really like that beer to sit two weeks, but sometimes I don't have the luxury to do that. Mm -hmm. um, it's been out a week and a half, and it's half gone. Wow. <laughs> so. Obviously, people like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So then we got the Citra IPA coming out, the Milkshake IPA for the for the 7th. There'll be another batch of Green Flyer after that, and then there'll be some more stuff. Um, there's a couple more collabs in the works. Cool. With some other breweries, so. Well, we can uh, wrap this up, and again, congratulations on hitting a year, and if anybody um, has a chance to get out here, I would recommend getting out here for this little festival. Uh, got anything else to add before we... Send it off? No, I think I'm all set right now. Um, if anybody, like, you can still get tickets, uh, obviously, in the tap room. You can find the link through our website, through our Facebook page, which takes you to an Eventbrite page, which you can buy the tickets through. Um, there's four retailers in Clarence. If anybody's listening that's out here, you can get your tickets at the Clarence Deli, at Smokefire and Spice, at Cadence Music, and at Canvas Salon. They all have tickets for sale. So, like I said, just tell your friends, like, it's going to be a really fun event. And I'll be here pouring some beers so you can come and check us out. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, us uh, will probably get out here from what the hops will probably get out here to uh, enjoy some beers and some music and have a good time. Yeah. So thanks for listening and hope to see you. What the hops? What the hops?